You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 230, Summer Solstice and the Fire Element. Welcome to episode 230 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free opportunities and workshops and content that's only available for our newsletter subscribers. So be sure to scroll down in the show notes to sign up or visit our website. And we hope to see you in your inbox pretty soon. So this week we're chatting about the summer solstice. The summer solstice is just happening in a few days. And so we love to talk about what's happening seasonally. And while we have summer solstice in the Northern hemisphere, the Southern hemisphere is inviting in the winter solstice. So Laura, you want to take it away? Yeah, we'll talk a bit about what the summer solstice is. We do these every year, but it's nice to just keep it top of mind that when these astronomical changes happen with the earth, it impacts the energy that we experience. So we're going to talk about the summer solstice, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what that means from a feng shui standpoint. The summer solstice marks the official start of astronomical summer. So meaning according to space and the cosmos, et cetera, because the earth's pole is tilted toward the sun at the most extreme angle. And what ends up happening is we get the longest day of the year. And the solstice happens twice a year. And again, as Angie said, so the Northern Hemisphere experiences the summer solstice in June, while the Southern Hemisphere experiences the winter solstice at that same time, right? Because you're going to imagine the Earth is obviously tilted one, so it's further away from the sun. The Southern Hemisphere will experience their summer solstice in December, while the Northern Hemisphere will be experiencing the winter solstice, okay? So it's just, it's opposite. So all of you listeners in the Southern Hemisphere, Go back and listen to our winter solstice <laughs> podcast <Yeah. laughs> because well, they, could also, they could also listen to our chief forecast for June, which actually really highlights and underlines that summer and winter are two sides of the same coin as fire and water. Because I think that lately we we've been getting some concern from those of you in the Southern hemisphere that feel a bit neglected, <laughs> but we really want to kind of point out that these two things are interconnected and they're not separate and it's not that there's any neglect happening that we're actually talking about the same thing. And fun fact that the word solstice comes from the Latin word solstitium, uh, which translate as sun stands still. So it's a time where it recognizes the midway point also of the growing season. So yes, it might be an exact date that happens astronomically, and that's reflected in, well, as we talked about in the June chief forecast, you know, in the solar terms or in agricultural recognition of what's happening with harvests, with planting, even if they can't measure the exact angle of the earth, everyone knows that this is the longest day, right? So what ends up happening is you have festivals, you have recognition, you have 
events that happen that punctuate each of these different weather events and cycles in nature. And for the summer solstice, there are events that actually end up connecting really strongly with the fire element. And apart from the solar terms in the Chinese calendar, and there's a recognition of it being a, a specific time when you know certain crops are coming in. And, and again, you can listen to our podcast about that. But if you think about it from a feng shui standpoint, summer is directly connected with the fire element, right? And then if you talk about it culturally, sort of across all cultures, there's a celebration of this time. A lot of times there's fire festivals, right? There's festivals where you bonfires, where you're burning and you're recognizing this. So, but Angie, do you want to talk a little bit about how summer is connected to the fire element? Yeah, of course. So the fire element is related to the summer solstice because it is the time in which there is the most sunlight and the sun is an embodiment or is a way of embodying the fire element because sun is literally a ball of fire, but it also brings in the qualities of fire, which are illumination and brightness. And noon is actually the most yang time of the day, which is related to fire element. And even if we think about in the winter, when one has a candle, what does that bring into a dark room or a dark time? It brings in illumination. It brings in light. It brings in clarity. It brings in warmth, like a fire. And then also the uh, color red. And in the summer, things are like, the brightest in terms of nature, right? Like the flowers are blooming. There's the most vibrancy of color. In the winter, it's mostly gray and there's an absence of color. But summer things come to bloom. They, they're the most expansive. And so these are all ways that summer is directly related to the fire element. Mm -hmm. And again, when you look back to the fire element and go back to I Ching and and you look at, uh, there are different translations for it, but when you have a lot of fire, fire over fire, it's brightness, but it's also clinging. And there is the energy of fire, and Angie touched on it, that fire has the ability to bring things into light. It has the ability to reveal things. It also has a lot of other layers like being inspiring and warm and generous and kind and all these great things, but it makes things clear that maybe weren't seen before or weren't revealed before. So I think that might even be an interesting thing to explore during this time, especially around that peak to seeing what comes up for you. What is being revealed for you and just taking note of it and recognizing it and seeing what has come to light in your life energetically. And it's good to remember that this only happens in relationship and in tandem with darkness, that we can only have the brightest or the most sunlight or the brightest day of the year because there's the foil of the night. So we have the longest day of the year because it's the shortest night of the year. And they work together, just like with the winter solstice, we have the longest night of the year with the shortest day. And and when we think about the summer, I don't know about you, Laura, but when I think about the summer, 
especially being in New York City where it gets very hot, there is a great yearning towards water element to mm -hmm. be in the water, to be near the water, to cool down with water, to even, you know, close the shades, to create more darkness. So you have a bit of cool within the most young time, just like if we look at those in the Southern hemisphere during the winter solstice, during the darkest and coldest time, you bring in the fire to warm and to provide mm -hmm. illumination. I know it's a little bit more moderate in the places that you live in the summer. It's not cool. Well, I guess in Canada, it gets pretty in Canada, but in Italy, it's very, well, it's a scorcher. It's gonna be a <laughs> in Italy, right. it's a scorcher. So, <laughs> it's um, like, yeah. End of June. It's very hot. Italy gets, and not in certain parts, especially where we are. It it's dry too. There's no water. There's almost like a a, a a drought period that you kind of just get used to, right? That it, you know this. And so water ends up being a really important thing. Like how do you conserve it? How do you make sure you have enough? How do you, you know? So when you talk about fire beyond just, well, we touched on it again a little bit about, you know, what's coming up for you with fire. And that sort of speaks to the fact that these these energies and these elements that we're talking about when we talk about feng shui are not just about putting a red pillow in your living room. So I think it's interesting for some of you that are maybe new to the practice or are really interested in the practice and you know there's a reason why you're interested in it, to understand that, that you don't want to get too pigeonholed in thinking about a particular element as just being connected with a shape and a color and a material. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, that is a big part of feng shui and how we look at the five elements. But what's also important is to look at what you can't see, how people conduct themselves, the how the you know the character, the energetic characteristics, like the flavor that's sort of happening. And so, one thing beyond just seeing what is being revealed to you is also maybe seeing how you are reacting to the chi of fire. And it can be any time of the year, but especially at this time when there's so much, it's it, for in the Northern Hemisphere, it's so hot. How are you working with it? Because when you translate that into a personal chi, what we call personal chi, which is sort of how you walk through the world, how you, how you act, your behavior, maybe you're feeling a little emotional. Maybe you're feeling a little like quick to anger, but it could also be like your emotions are just out, kind of raw, like out there. Right. So feeling a little bit beyond just physically hot, how are you feeling emotionally too? It's an interesting thing to think about the elements from that way, from that perspective. Yeah. And I think it's also important to think about this in a very, in an almost mundane level. It's like, if you think about where I, where I grew up, I grew up in California where it is very hot in the summertime. You don't want to add more fire. That's when you get wild, wildfires and things are all consuming. Mm -hmm. So having a very young time, a very bright time, very hot time encourages us to look, like Laura said, at what isn't being seen. So one begs to highlight the other. The yin begs us to highlight the yang. So, you know, so when we think about this fire chi, we can look at this most like the apex of the summer solstice, or if you're in the Southern hemisphere, the winter solstice is to look at like, are things, is, is there too much fire or is there too much water? And how do you balance out? Like if we're talking about the Northern hemisphere, how do you balance out that fire energy? 
Mm-hmm. So a couple of ways you could do it again, kind of dialing it back to really simple things that it's easy for our listeners to, to do is think about it from the other elements that will help control it. So uh, we've spoken quite a bit about this, obviously water, right? So water controls fire. It puts fire out, but it, it also is productive. You know, it creates steam. It makes it, they work well together, but adding water in some way for you, the colors associate water are black, very dark colors. And Angie, I think, gave a really good example of like blacking things out, like finding shade, being in the darkness a little bit longer is not a bad thing. And, you know, finding those because water is also associated with very yin, very cool and very still. Right. You don't there's not a lot of movement with the water. Uh, well, there is movement with the water element, but energetically, it's considered quite like wintertime, very cold and very still time. And uh, the other element that you could play around with is earth. Because fire creates earth. And so you know, it's a way to tire out the fire a little bit. So an earth is maybe earth is a better fit for you because earth is very nurturing and very, you know, um, very supportive and it's color yellow or, you know, being at home, being, you know, cooking, all those kinds of things that are very earthy qualities. So if you're feeling this fire chi, and maybe again, is something is revealed for you and you feel a little bit maybe more emotional or just a little bit more raw and a little bit more exposed, then maybe just trying to explore those two elements. And again, we have lots of podcasts. We have a podcast on each of them and you, and we go into detail on how to cultivate earth chi and how to cultivate water chi. So we have lots of yeah. info on that. And I think another really easy way for those of you, whether you're new to these concepts or if you are well seasoned with these concepts, like even Laura and I could benefit from doing this exercise is maybe just explore the color connection. So whether you're in the Southern hemisphere or the Northern hemisphere, you could still work with this. One, use the colors of fire element around you. So try wearing red and bright orange and see how that affects you. And again, it doesn't matter if you're in the Northern or Southern hemisphere. Okay. So see yeah, you're just, how you're just that... playing with fire. You're just playing with the fire, the fire chi. Yeah, the fire right. Element. In a yeah. very safe way by wearing the color. And you mm-hmm. may notice like for me, for example, I, from the get go, I'll notice I have no red or orange in my wardrobe. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that might be something that comes up too. So then that's one way to explore the fire element Again, regardless of your if you're in the northern hemisphere approaching the summer solstice or the southern hemisphere approaching the winter solstice. Okay. So I hope we're gonna, you know, challenge you guys to really explore this color of fire. Mm-hmm. And again, don't separate yourself thinking, oh, I'm in the southern hemisphere, not getting it an attention. It's the same thing. And then also then look at the color of water. So water is black and dark, dark blue. So wear, go outside and wear black and dark, dark blue and see how that affects you. So like for me, if I'm going to say from the get-go, black and dark blue, I have a lot of that, but but being in the Northern hemisphere, do I want to wear a lot of black? It's going to be freaking hot, Mm -hmm. right? 
And then to explore earth, you could wear earthy colors and yellow and see how that feels. And then if you want to even explore the other elements, which, which I would encourage you to do so is because this is a very safe way to do it. Try out greens and blues to bring in wood element. And then the last element is metal wearing white and metallics. Ooh. Laura, does anything come up for you when you think about wearing these different colors or the different elements? Yeah, it's what I was just thinking is I wear very different colors when I'm here in Canada because I'm mostly here during the cooler months. And then when I go to Italy and I'm staying there, I'm wearing, I have, if you look at my wardrobe, it they're completely different colors. It's mm. really funny. And so it's very bright and I wear a lot of like red and hot pink and orange and uh, very pink? bright colors. Yeah, wow. I have like lots of, yeah, I, they're mostly dresses. It's because it's also like the wearing black and dark colors in Italy and in certain parts is, is not, it, it's, it's, you kind of stick out actually in the, in the winter time. Totally. Yeah. So they very much wear, like they align themselves <laughs> with the energy of the, they just want more heat, more hot, more, more fire, more. So I have very different wardrobe. And then here I wear, all, I do wear a lot of black. Like I have a, like a lot of black in my well, you're wardrobe wearing black here. right now. Yeah, exactly. So, and I find for me, I almost show up differently. Like, I mean, I, it's very like wearing red is, I mean, I think everyone can agree that wearing red is a very bold and it, I mean, think about it. Fire is about being seen. You wear red, you will be seen, right? If you wear a bright red, you, you're, you're going to walk into a room and you're going to be seen. And that is, you know, direct correlation to that. So I think there's a boldness and there is a kind of an out there, out there-ness about fire that that color red really embodies. So maybe, you know, Angie, I want to see you in a red shirt or red lipstick, maybe hot, hot, like really bright red lipstick. You know, what's interesting is I was just talking to one of my healers yesterday and she was asking me to kind of work with this energy of um, being seen more. And it ties into me not having like, I don't like to wear something that's very uh, bright and red. <laughs> But there was a time in my life where I did. So yeah. um, I do have like one red thing. So I'll, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Laura, we'll, we'll keep you guys all updated. Yeah, I will. Well, we hope you have found new and explorative ways to work with the fire element this year, whether or not you're in the northern or southern hemisphere. And we hope you enjoy your your month of June regardless. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast in this episode, you can share the podcast, subscribe, leave a review, and you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and anything that we're offering at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level you can visit us at mindfuldesignschool.com and holisticspaces.com thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week